0: Welcome to Caught Mode, round 61. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I'm your host, Todd Oxtra. Joined by my co-host extraordinaire, the Canerdian, Mike Carabin. How are you doing, buddy?
1: I am great, and officially an Xbox Canerdian. I got my custom. I think I showed you this a couple of weeks ago, or a week or so ago. Um, but I don't think we've had an episode of our show since then. I think we were, we were kind of guessing on another show that... We won't talk about too much yet because it hasn't been released, but uh, I'm very excited. My FanFest customized hoodie, so I'm officially walking around with Kinerdian on my back. And, uh, you know, feels feels kind of cool to be Xbox FanFest
0: uh, team merchandise kind of thing. It's, it's neat. Bought and paid for by Xbox. Listen, kids, anything Mark says, he'll have to, you know, say, oh, I by the way, I'm sponsored by Xbox or something like that. Yeah. i
1: paid for the damn hoodie this
0: <laughs> <laughs> this isn't some
1: sort of freebie that xbox canada sent me although i'm not opposed to being no you're not you're not by, below that my xbox no de- definitely not uh xbox Canada, if you're listening i can go through a drive through a mcdonald's as well um no that's I, I i totally paid for this hoodie uh i'm i'm happy to do it and i'm i'm the lettering i Every time I look at the hoodie, it's like the bright green lettering, and I'm super tempted to order that new like, neon glowing green controller. And uh, I'm just really trying to hold off for the the design lab to come back because I want to make my own controller. But every time they release a new one, I'm like, I love it. Give me.
0: I saw yep. something today. It was like they partnered with an artist. I don't know if you saw that, where it was a Polka Dot controller with like all of this different design. And it was paired with Polka Dot, uh, the new headphones, too. Ooh. And I'm like, that is interesting. They're getting really interesting with their collaborations. They're getting a little bit more freewheeling in what they do. I mean, that mini fridge. Of the Series yeah. X is coming out. They said it's going to be wildly available. Um, you know, we've got the, the the high-end Xbox headphones coming out. Um, so it's it's really interesting how they're playing, which I think is important because a, a brand and where it plays really can start to tell a different story and and you know where that where they're going. So I think that's pretty cool. Um and it is neat that and, and we're seeing stuff on both ends of the
1: spectrum. You talk like you, you said we're getting that super high end headphone set that that is like as expensive as a new Xbox. It's crazy. And that's for like high-end audio files that uh you know what I, I never used to put much attention into headphones and then a pair of uh, AirPod Pros. And, man, the difference that those things can put out with, like, noise cancellation or, like, um, I forget what they call it, spatial audio or -hmm. something like that, where basically if you move your head, like, it sounds – I legitimately thought they were broken at first, and I thought the sound was loudly coming out of my iPad. Uh, And I was just watching, like, an episode of Ted Lasso. Like, it wasn't even anything, like, audio intense kind of thing. And I was like, what the hell? These things are crazy. Uh, So, like – now that I've experienced those I'm like, oh, maybe money on headphones is like a worthwhile thing. <laughs> but on the other end of the spectrum, you have very affordable options for the the Xbox headset. So it is kind of cool to see that they are going like, you know, I'm not going to say low end because apparently the the, you know, first party Xbox headphones are are really good. Um, but they're going like, you know, entry level and then super high end too for like Anyone and any any budget it's it's really cool to see those
0: kind of options coming in this generation, yeah, I mean Sony, who is a hardware maker of high end audio equipment, they make high end headphones that are fantastic and get great reviews, yet they don't apply that towards. PlayStation way they have the 99 Pulse uh, 3D Pulse which I like a lot it's really cool works really well um and I've got the Xbox 99 set so it's really great how they're embracing that versus having to go third party I still think that neither of them are embracing the other party's console though so you kind of need something to bridge that gap and Arctic. The Arctic systems where they have adapted that, so they uh, basically play with all uh, of the yeah. presets. I was just going to say my my
1: Steel Series, they're they're not being replaced anytime soon because no. they work with everything. I was using them on my yeah. Switch mm-hmm. like two nights ago, and then flicked the switch and went right back to my Xbox
0: uh, that same night. Like it's it's so easy. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, and then you've got Nintendo who makes a squid dong. Did they ever make the squid dongle, Mark? Oh yeah, they released that. Oh yeah, but. That was just
1: not widely available and absolutely terrible, but uh, that was their, they were like, hey, no one likes a clunky headset, so here's a squid dongle that has 60, it was like hooking up a GBA to your GameCube, like it was just ridiculous, and and it came out and fizzled, and there we go.
0: I mean, they're they're bringing back their awesome hardware, like the what the 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 Pokemon Snap printer, Mark. You're gonna talk about that game, but yeah, there you go. I mean, that's what you want. You get the Pikachu sleeve on that. I mean, that don't is even sophisticated joke. hardware.
1: I almost ordered that today. Don't even joke. I like I saw a link go up on Amazon. And I was like, I need. I don't need this, but I want it. But I'm not gonna get it. But I'm real tempted. I I literally just I just shut my screen off and it was just like, no, I just gotta go for a walk.
0: See, Nintendo knows their fans, and they really do. And I I always tell my son, Nintendo puts the least amount of effort in that can maximize the amount of money they can make. Why spend money when you don't have to? But that printer is not
1: just Switch specific. That can look up to your smartphone. You can print a whole bunch of other fun little photos. There's some fun stuff with it. They are cute little photo printers, and I might still get one. But I won't get the Pikachu edition because it's like... 50 bucks more than the regular yeah, one for a pikachu sleeve it's like i just uh
0: whatever you can uh, add anyway. something like a sleeve anyway somebody will crochet one it'll be beautiful exactly Love it. just like my switch dock uh, protectors
1: they were exactly they were, um anyway we've we've rambled for quite a bit so we don't have a special guest uh this week it's just the uh, the gruesome twosome absolutely uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh <laughs> do you want
0: to do you want to jump right into what we've been playing absolutely yeah so it's been a little light so I'll start off so I was really all over the place so a game that launched in I guess you call it early access on game Pass is called second extinction I don't know if this is anywhere else I don't know if it's just on standard on PC but this is on Xbox and game pass uh, for PC as well it's called second extinction this is essentially left for dead or yeah i guess left 4 dead is the best way to call this with dinosaurs it's a squad based go in you've got limited um story they call it a campaign but really just like uh, left 4 dead not much story whatsoever you've got different things you can do along the way that are kind of like objectives like collect dinosaur eggs but you land on this planet almost like in these like um the hor- the orbital drop shock troopers halo oh, yeah. the pods. You are one of those pods. All you right. land down on this planet. Apparently there was experiments gone awry. And these dinosaurs now are wreaking havoc. And you are there with the squad. You pick kind of your class. You can pick the a male, a female, uh, a burly person, whatever. And so you go down there, hopefully with the squad. And you just go and take on velociraptors. You you take on like what the spitters that, you know, spit out the goo. But they turn uh. invisible. Which is a pain in the ass.
1: I'm not going to be able to play that game because for anyone that doesn't follow me on Facebook, uh, Finn threw up in my mouth today. So... Uh, I don't think I can, like, mentally handle a spitting dinosaur. That's going to give me some real vivid nightmares, so I might hold
0: off on that. I was just going to say, like... No, no, but you can dodge, Mark. I mean, this is where you can, like, really show, well, if I'd been in a video game, I would have dodged (laughs) it. See, there you go. So, but yeah, Uh, I mean, there's um, big dinosaurs. I saw a Triceratops. He ran me over. Um, This is a game that... uh, It looks pretty good, but this is definitely early access. This game... I captured some footage, and I was at, like, one frame per second at points, um, and I have a decent PC. I mean, it's a, a RTX 2070 laptop, and it was, like, just chugging, and I'm like, what is going on? A second ago, it was great, and you could, you know, uncap your frame rate, do all these things. It's great. Um, yeah, but then it was next time, it was, like, ran perfectly. Um, and then, um, as you die and you get uh, basically you run out of health, there's basically a the mechanic if you had a teammate they could resurrect you, bring you back. Playing solo though, you don't. So you can re- resurrect yourself unless the dinosaurs continue to attack you, which they completely did. Mark, so I was like floundering, like ah, I think I can get back. Nope, no, they're not letting me. Yeah, so this is a game that's not meant to be a solo played solo. It definitely is not. It's too difficult. You just get overwhelmed. Um, they they made some they have some like special like um moves like everybody has like some special moves like in the bumpers the this is the thing that made me mad the grenade you know where should the grenade be one well, of the one of the top bumpers. no it's on it, no mark of course you have to select it with the uh circle the, with the um the, the directional pad and then you can throw it no it, it was horrible <laughs> it was a bad dis- like who did this. Yeah, I've got no. bumpers for these special—I mean, they could have obviously been directional because you use them less than you would a grenade, which would seem like part of your arsenal. But regardless, I see this could be a very fun experience, but this is not a high-end game. This is a very much a—it is what it is. It's nothing more than that, although it was like kind of really shown predominantly at the Xbox— third party showcase. Remember when Xbox 3 Yeah, I, I was just
1: gonna say this is the one that we saw in that showcase. And even back then it looked uh, like a like a B or C tier kind of game that we used to get like back in the day where it was like, this isn't great. It's not the best. It's gonna be fun for a little bit. Hopefully you don't pay full price for it. Or like that, you know, it's so luckily, you know, it's on xcloud or it's on game pass um so yeah and I, I wasn't blown away by the footage then and what you're saying it sounds like it's not going to blow me away now uh but with game pass is it, is it at least kind of worth checking out if you can grab a couple of friends you're saying the solo is not uh, it would fantastic. be much
0: better with friends okay. because it's like i'm dying please help me or you screw your buddy over or you know you have hijinks with dinosaurs which you know everybody's always imagined hijinks with dinosaurs um yeah yeah yeah, I mean, so it definitely could play out and be a lot of fun, but in this, this, the way I played it with Solo, it, it just does not live up to the hype. But, I mean, we had a game like, what, World War Z, which nobody expected to be a, uh, a success, and that game has done very well, you know, mm-hmm. with a franchise like that movie series. Remember that movie series? Oh, that one movie with Tom Cruise. And they made this game. But, yeah, so check it out. It's there. It's on Game Plus now. Uh, early access, and that's exactly what it is. You know what this game needs? I think it needs some Cadillacs. And dinosaurs, yes. Very good, very good. Go. I thought you were going to say, like, I Jeff think, Goldblum.
1: Well, you know, a- everything could use Jeff Goldblum. But yes. I'm thinking they should have used this as a tie in, a way to bring back Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Just forget the second extinction name, just go straight into licensed franchise from the early 90s, uh, short lived cartoon. And, and brawler, let's just do that.
0: Capcom Brawler, right? That was a Capcom arcade brawler.
1: Did they actually come up with a
0: game for that? Absolutely, Mark.
1: Really? I just remember yes. the cartoon. Yes, okay. absolutely.
0: It was one of those Capcom games, like uh, Predator versus Alien versus Predator, The Punisher oh, wow. game, but yeah, those type of licensed Capcom brawler games. Yes. All right. All right. I might have
1: to look that one up. I I may have played that and just completely forgot about it, but like
0: I I re- really remember the uh,
1: the cartoon. So. All oh, right. Yeah. Second Extinction. That's that's fun. I'll have to. I I do have that downloaded,
0: but I haven't jumped into it. So. I'll give it a try you know yeah or or we could talk about the x cloud beta really quick because well yeah sure yeah because i was telling you because i have that uh, so i have it on pc and mm-hmm. i have ios phones and ipads and things as well and one of the things i wanted to do with this was play potentially cooperatively with my son but i couldn't figure it out mark and i was telling him like I kick out my son when he goes on, when he's on the Xbox, and I just do it on stream. It shouldn't do that. And I finally figured out why. If you are logged in to the Xbox and you log into xCloud, even though if my son has switched his profile so he's playing, it still thinks I'm, like, uh, somebody who's trying to steal Game Pass, right? Right. Somewhere else. So to do this, you have to be logged out of a device. I wonder if that's something to do
1: with Quick Resume.
0: potentially is it potentially is or it's the fact that they don't have a family game pass yet like we had the xbox live gold family plan where you get multiple people so without that now um it's probably their way to keep people you know versus sharing their game pass Mm -hmm. uh remotely and having multiple people being on
1: because because earlier i mean we were talking and i'll get into my experience so far with xcloud uh i finally got into the beta on ios uh but so, so we were talking earlier about my recent experience, or, or more specifically, my wife's recent experience playing the Lego Harry Potter collection on the Xbox. She's played it on her Switch before, but it was on sale for Dirt Cheap. She said, you know what, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to play this on the Xbox. She's really becoming... Be, becoming a fan of the Xbox controller uh, and and things look so great on the Xbox. So she said, why not? So she's been playing that. And she, we started noticing that some of the achievements and she hundred percent those games. So like when she goes through, she goes through, but a lot of the achievements were popping on my profile, even though when she logs into the game, you know, it presents the profiles that are on the system. There's only a couple of them and uh, she picks herself and she continues her save file so what we figured out was happening was even though she's picking her profile when she starts the game, if she's not logged into her profile on the home screen, then it's not counting. So we changed all of her colors to like bright pink so you can tell on the home screen who is logged in. It is not standard Xbox green, uh, but now she's she's in this little conundrum where – she's unlocked so many achievements on my profile. She's basically got to delete the save and replay the whole game again to try to pop these achievements on her profile. Super annoying. And, uh, but that was fixed. So it, it sounds like a, even more of an annoying problem for you having to log out completely and not just like make
0: sure you're the one logged in. So that's, that's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. It does open that way though, that I can play on X cloud, I can play Destiny 2 with Logan, finally, because uh, cool. Destiny 2 is not cross-play yet, and Destiny 2 is not on the Xbox Game Pass yet So for PC. So this is the way we can play together. We can play Outriders together, and that way, even if a friend comes over, Mark, so this is kind of fun, if your friend doesn't have a console, he can play, you know, you could play on xCloud, and he could play on your Xbox, and you could play together, essentially online, together, cooperatively, Sitting next to each other. So once cool. again, Mark, co-op couch co-op wins. Little preview for another argument. There you There we go. What do you think so of it? What do you that's, think that's, of it so far?
1: You know what? I've had a pretty decent experience. I've been going in and playing stuff that I already played specifically so I could kind of gauge the performance and see what it's like but i've been playing on both my iphone and my ipad uh i haven't tested out on like a safari browser on my macbook or something like that but i figured it'd be pretty close to the same experience but uh i played stuff like new super lucky's tale beat a couple of stages there which i i wanted to test because i knew how the platforming elements should be and there, there are I mean, it's it's a fairly easy game but there are some like specifically timed jumps and stuff especially in later stages that i kind of went back to uh played the halo master chief collection just a little bit of halo one just to kind of mess around and see how things were um jumped into even like older stuff like banjo kazooie banjo Tui, which i had never downloaded before so um really cool that way um have not tried out i should try second extinction this way so i don't have to like download anything but uh it's it's been a great experience so far honestly soup uh, new super lucky's tale um i also played wolfenstein which Ooh. uh which was pretty quick and and pretty good and only slowed down really at one point when i died so i was saying like Wolfenstein's going to be you know a first-person shooter is going to be very quick I, I should play doom as well i should try that one um, but those games, I was like, you know, if if something's off, it's it's just not. This is gonna break the experience. Like mm-hmm. if the timing's even off a tiny little bit, and uh, I did notice a tiny bit in New Super Lucky's Tale at one point, it kind of slowed down. So the button presses were even just half a millisecond off, but I could feel it, and you could really tell for the platforming. Um, but for Wolfenstein, it was really really smooth, like ridiculously smooth and i was yeah. messaging my brother right afterwards and was just like that was like a really good experience the only time that the stream slowed down was after i died and i died from my own stupid fault of just like walking into a big encampment with a minigun and just being like ha! eat it nazis and uh, you know it was like no um but yeah it was like that's the only time it slowed down. So I don't know if they're doing some sort of like smart loading thing when they can be like, you know what, we don't need. It. It's just a loading screen. It's a death screen. Whatever. Let's let's save some bandwidth or cut back on the bandwidth and then push all the bandwidth through when he's doing something fast. Um, but that I, I found it really either well timed or just really really weird that that's when it slowed down but otherwise it's it's been a very pleasant experience and uh, i've been able to just mount my phone on my xbox controller and hook that up and and now with the new ios 14.5 you can do playstation 5 mm-hmm. and xbox series controllers so you're you uh you know those hookups that kind of stuff can be seamless whereas you know, so far, I've only tested it with an Xbox One controller. So, uh, yeah, really great experience.
0: Yeah, I tried it with a series. I've tried it with Xbox One. works controller works great with that. I've got the mount. The mount I have, though, it works on the Xbox One controller really well. But for the Series X, it's just off a little bit. And it doesn't sit snugly. So it makes me mad. I'm like, ah. Yeah. So, but um, it's really cool. Um, But the Series X does work now. So I use it on PC. Works great. The connection seems to be better. I don't know what they did. Awesome. Finally, maybe fix the connection. Great. Although I was playing Destiny 2, and actually Destiny 2 ran really well. So that's awesome, because now that's a game you want to play with others and maybe, you know, whatever know. we do. I told my friend, I'm like, we could do a fire team. Myself, you and Logan, Sean, let's do a fire team. Perfect. No, I couldn't get vibration to work. Hmm. So I'm not sure if it's if it's supported on XCloud or not. I don't know. I would think it yeah. would be, but I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a weird one. So I haven't figured that one out. Um what I did try, Mark, I've I have an iPhone S E, which it's a tiny screen. Mm-hmm. And I tried the a game called Battle Chasers, which I don't know if you remember that game, but it basically yep. it's a turn-based RPG, but it's a, a based on American comic book. Um man, it has on screen controls it is virtually unplayable with on-screen oh. controls because the on-screen controls just cover up the whole screen. The characters are so small, the dialogue is too small, and I was just trying to you, you know manipulate the menu with a screen. It just doesn't work. So yeah, I
1: I use the touchscreen controls for like 3 seconds in New Super Lucky Sale. I was like, nope, yep, yeah,
0: not for me. I mean, it works. It could work for some things. It makes sense. But l- sure. less touch is good touch. Less less touch is good touches. I would say. You know, <laughs> you know going back in the day, I don't know. Take it for you all. But um, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's nice to have it, but I don't think it's the optimal way to play. Now on an iPad, could be night and day.
1: It depends on your iPad. See, that's the problem I've been running oh. into because it, the the iPad that I have is the 12.9 inch. Big Mother mm-hmm. uh, iPad Pro, and I find holding that like I'm gonna hold oh, it up yeah. on the screen here, and it's just massive, right? Like
0: it's gonna have it's, carpal it's center,
1: unwieldy, yeah. kind of big. So yeah, uh, the touchscreen controls, if they're not well placed, you're gonna be really moving your thumb over, and and the balance is gonna be off. Uh, so standard size iPad, even iPad Mini, might be optimal. I'd love to try those or hear someone who has. But for me, yeah, the my my iPad's too big for me to not use a controller. And even though I'm using an iPhone 11 Pro, which has a decent-sized screen, I still find the same kind of problem as your SE, where my thumbs are in the way of half the screen, mm-hmm. and the touchscreen controls are really kind of taken yeah. away from, from it. So uh,
0: in both instances, for me, give me a controller. Absolutely. And the cool thing about the iPad in uh, a tablet is, Take that where you got a decent size, you know, in your case, you've got 11 or 12 inch screen. I've got the original iPad 10 inch. I don't know whatever it was, you know, that version, Um, 9.7 inch, whatever. But that's a perfect just secondary screen that is perfectly. It's like having a console experience in that instance on a TV, which is great. So I like that flexibility. Now, I would say, are you tempted like I hear everybody else? a backbone controller or one of those attachable controller to your phone. Are you at all tempted about that or no? Uh,
1: maybe, maybe. Uh, and I'll, I'll say, on the stipulation that I haven't tested this outside of my house yet. Yeah. Uh, Nova Scotia, where I live, we are they, our cases started to go back up. There have been a couple of things happen recently that uh, we're basically right now in the middle of a two-week lockdown, and it's uh, zero contact. So before, we used to have um, like a bubble that we could see, so I could still see my parents, and, and that was great. Um And, you know, I was kind of restricted outside of that little like five or ten person bubble or whatever the restrictions were at the time. Uh, Now it's no one. So we are just here. Um, So I I haven't been able to test this outside of my head. Uh, So there's always a controller there. Now, if this works, you know, hopefully later in the summer I can travel. I can go to the cottage. I can go to my parents. If this really works well on those kind of internets that are less than my super fast gigabit speed here in my house uh then i might think about options that allow me to take a controller that is not as clunky and Mm -hmm. you know big as an xbox controller but i don't mind carrying that i throw it in a bag and it's fine uh but you know if this is like my switch replacement then yeah i'll be looking at something that's similar to a joy con that can snap on the side of my phone and and just kind of go with me anywhere but for right now the the, the controller's doing it for me but uh, i'm not opposed to getting something else even though my wife will probably kill me because you know it's a seven
0: thousandth controller in the house Absolutely. What yeah, about yeah. You? Are you?
1: Thinking about that kind of stuff? Well,
0: yeah, probably not, unless I got a bigger phone. I th- and I'm like at this point, I'm like I'm having a real regret getting the. I see. I mean, and I'm even tempted. My phone, my son just got an uh, a Motorola Moto G Power 2021. The screen, it's like a 6.7 inch phone, beautiful screen, big real estate. You know, I'm like God, that's a two hundred and hundred eighty nine dollar phone. You know, modern Snapdragon, I mean, it's like, like, man, I, I, I kind of miss Android. So, you know, I'm having like that, you know, what do I do I've had this for a year? Yeah, I've had it for a year, <laughs> and I'm like, I want a bigger screen. So what can I do? What can I trade it in? But unfortunately, with iPhone, the next size would be what, the the 12 mini? Uh,
1: The 12 mini would be, that, that probably, yeah, I guess a similar pacing size to the SE, but it's a full screen. yeah. Uh, which is which is funny cuz like i said the the 11 pro and my wife has a 12 and i've seen like the 12 mini and i'm like i kind of like that i kind of miss having like such a compact phone mm-hmm. And where, like I said, my iPad is my go-to screen because it's so big. So uh, I don't need my phone to be massive anymore. So I'm just kind of like, even though the 11 size is like not super big or the 12 size isn't like massive, like the max phones are, um, I'm still like, Oh man, maybe like next time if they're still doing the mini, like next time I'm ready for an upgrade, like I'll go with the tiny little phone and just rock that for a little bit. So it's funny hearing you like,
0: not like the tiny. Ones. Yeah, I, 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 and it feels like with anything, never go smaller because you, yeah. you think it's a good idea and it's not. So I'm like, okay, but the problem with iPhone, it's like even like the, 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 the most like the mini, I think is still six hundred dollars. So I'm like, I don't need a six hundred dollar phone. The, the, the SE was four hundred. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm having regrets. Oh well, this is not a phone podcast, but you know, if you want one, Mark potentially could could revisit one um <laughs> on certain platforms but we won't talk about that uh yeah but i mean i think it's an awesome uh, now that it's available it's getting out more and more this is just a great it's an a, a comp accompanying service that really um allows you more flexibility in how you game which is nice and it's really creating an argument to the switch which is kind of mm. nice because you know if you like certain games can play on switch you can play them elsewhere And it's part of what something you're already playing for. So this is something where Xbox is pioneering. It's awesome. And we are going to get Series X cloud-based hardware soon, which means load times, Mark. The load times on this is all Xbox One load times. So it's even with that, it's like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah, this is going to be fantastic. So I bet that's going to be be three and It's going to keep getting better. Yeah, it's probably gonna be an E3 announcement. Which, by the way, uh, you see that E3 is gonna have three big hosts. We've got all these shows coming. It's gonna be fun. Although Konami out of the blue said we're gonna be there, and then they said they're not. I'm like, what would they show anyways? So weird. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. yeah it
1: was such a, a weird announcement, but uh, yeah. Anyway, that's uh the the XCloud. I'd love to hear what other people are experiencing with this yeah. because it is so new, and uh you know and it, like i said it's improving all the time so i, I think it's just going to keep getting better but um i still want to test it on like an lte i want to know if anyone has a 5g phone yeah. or a plan like how's that experience for you uh let us know at Seeker friends you or uh, or hit up todd and i individually and uh i just i just want to hear how this is for for anyone that's
0: that's into streaming and into streaming games Yeah, um, definitely. Um, so, um, with that though, I played a little bit of smaller experiences, Mark. Uh, going forward, Uh, I had some demos from this like Steam event back in the day, and a game that I saw on other services that you can play elsewhere. It's called Blood Roots. I don't know if you're familiar with this game. Not at all. The style is very 90s. It's very weird because it's not what you think of, but I can I can see where they came up with it. Um but this this the style of this game is very cartoonish. It almost feels like a double fine game. Very oh. over the top cool and cute and different. Basically playing like this like frontiersman out in the wilds of Canada, Mark. He opens up these by the fire and he essentially what this is. It's almost like a roguelike But it's very fun because it does have levels. You just get through the level and you can move on. But where it is like a roguelite, almost like an arcade experience, is you have to get through a round of killing people in a very cartoonish way with whatever you find in the level. And it's very much... Like you're feeling like you got a kill streak because you've got to kill one guy and you do this. You can kill him with a carrot. You can break up a box, throw a box at him. You can uh, wi- ride a wheelbarrow if you want into him, or you can take the wheel from the wheelbarrow. You can get a, uh, a, a basically a um, cannonball on like a chain, like a chain ball and chain, and throw it at people. And some of them have more. Uh, I guess your weapons have durability. So sometimes things will last three hits, sometimes they last one. And it's all about completing your run, but it's very quick. It's very fast. I don't think a round takes longer than 45 seconds. That is and it's, fantastic. And the movement is great. It's destructive. It is creative and it's very fun. And I think it's on everything, but it is it is adorable the kills are awesome the movement is cool the aesthetic is awesome i just think this is a really fun game it might be on apple arcade i don't know it could be e very i'm his-
1: looking up the uh, just the artwork is fantastic little like the dudes wearing like a a wolf
0: hat yeah, yeah he's like thing. a like frontiersman like it's almost yeah, like he's going
1: yeah. with a carrot to kill someone this this looks it's uh, it's 25 bucks canadian on
0: switch high
1: but I am gonna see what what else it's available for. So that yeah, hundred percent count me in. This looks amazing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's wild, and I think it goes on sale for, like, Steam for, like... I, I think you can probably find this game for, like, 10 bucks or something. Huh? On most places. yeah. And if it shows up on Switch cheap, get it. It's very fun. It's that type of, like, ape... Like, that game, Ape Out, if you remember that. It kind yeah, of do. goes like that, where you're trying to create a run. And it's just very... This one's much more cartoonish, where that was, like, jazz punk, and the yeah. sound played with it. So, yeah, check out Bloodroots. I think you'll really enjoy it. Something else you'll enjoy, if you have Steam right now, is Tunic. Tunic is a indie game which w- captured the hearts and minds of Xbox gamers because it was shown at an Xbox event like kind of like a just a very quick reel of indies coming and in. it just captured mm-hmm. everybody's imagination like this cute little fox who's basically in a Zelda game and it's just adorable it's very fun so we've been wanting to play this and it just we don't know Mark you've been trying to just say hey fellow Canadian support your Canadian and come mm-hmm. on our show and talk to us, but it's not happened yet, and that, that might happen, so Mark is very persuasive. Now that he's shaved, he might even, like, appear more young and, and elusive. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Whatever whatever appeals to them, but um, but Tunic is just a very fun game. It's got sword, shield, movement, uh, hit points, so it very much feels like a Zelda. The style is cute. There's no real talking or dialogue or anything, but it's kind of straightforward in what you need to do. Um, and it's a very short demo, and this is essentially what they showed at conventions, Mark. So this is like their their uh demo that they would show and let fans play if they're at a convention. I like this that they're allowing people that don't get to go to conventions to actually try it out. Absolutely. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So this is out on Steam right now. I would love it if Xbox just said, here it is. Kind of like they did with Xbox for E three last year. They had what how many demos? Like ninety three demos or something you try? Mm -hmm. This would be the perfect time to dump this out there. Absolutely, yeah. I've been waiting so much, not only because it's
1: it's being made by a fellow Nova Scotian, but just because it's a cute fox and I love foxes and uh, a cute little fox plus Zelda game. Like,
0: stick it in my veins. Let me know when it's finished. Just, I need this. Yeah, it's gotta be coming soon. I I think we've got those feelings with those certain games. It's like it's gotta be soon. It's gotta be soon. Um. Uh. And by the way, Mark, if you have not watched The Fox and the Hound. The fox's name is what? Todd. So just just remember that when you think about foxes, yes. There you go. Yep. And the heartbreaking and uh, Disney. You know, oh my goodness, that was like the air, weird era of Disney, right? The yeah. Black Cauldron, Fox and the Hound, Sword in the uh, Store, Sword in the Stone. Just a really yeah. fun era that I grew up with, but not not popular whatsoever. Yeah, no, so weird. Uh,
1: but uh, I'm glad the the movie didn't end like the book. Oh, I, there was a uh, book? Yeah, Fox and the Out is based off that. a book. Yeah, it does not end well. Don't look it up. Um, and I just said that to people who are definitely going to look it up. But I'm sorry if I just ruined your childhood. And uh, Todd definitely just, it doesn't end well. They're, they're not friends. No! Um, it doesn't end well. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah. Bloodroots, Tunic. You want to talk about your last
0: game? Because I can't believe you you played something on Switch. Well, I didn't mean to, but as I told Mark, I got Returnal in the mail from Gamefly, and I'm like, oh, it's a disc. I'm going to toss it in, put the system on rest. I don't know what happened. I thought it was going to continue to copy and install in rest mode. Apparently, it didn't. It just went to sleep, which is weird because I'm like, okay. So I turn it back, and I'm like, Mark, I'm going to try Returnal. It's in the mail. I'm going to try it before the show, give an early sneak peek of this PS5 exclusive. People are really excited about this roguelike on Sony, Mm -hmm. uh, high and low roguelike, and – I tell Mark, I'm like, well, Mark, it's still copying. <laughs> it's not loading like do you want to wait. I'm like, you know, I don't know how long this will take. And quite honestly, when I get into this game, I don't know if it's going to be like a, a half hour cutscene before I even start playing. Or from what I've understood about this game, is once you start a run, there's no save point. So it's essentially you start over again. So. All right. This is new for me. I will talk about it on the next episodes, Returnal on PS5. But that led me to Pac-Man 99, just playing on my Switch right here. And I said, I'm going to give that a try. So Pac-Man 99 replaced essentially Mario 35. It's kind of like when you get your new stepmom, right? <laughs> Sorry, Mario's dead. But here, kids, here you go. Say hello to your stepfather.
1: <laughs> Mario <laughs> died so that Pac-Man could live, I guess? That I is guess a terrible
0: Peach. trade. Peach likes yellow fellows? I don't know. Oh, mercy. Yeah, it's, it's taken a turn. But Pac-Man 99 is similar to Pac-Man, or uh, Mario 35, where it's a, um, I guess a battle royale in a sense, where basically you're playing a solo game of Pac-Man along with 98 friends slash enemies who, as they perform and do good things, they send things onto your level and vice versa as you're doing better you send things onto their level well pac-man's pretty simple eat the dots eat the ghosts get fruit traverse now i haven't got all the nuance of this game because it has like it's the the things you could do to mario in mario 35 it's basically like there's a training speed uh something else there's a couple different things you can then do as you're doing well to others or yourself and as you eat the ghosts There's also these, like, ghosts, like, silhouettes on your screen. You can eat them, and what they do is they add more ghosts onto your screen, Mark. So almost Mm. like you're adding on complexity, but what that also does is when a ghost turns blue, now you're, like, eating, like, 12 ghosts in a row. And that Mm. feeling, like in Pac-Man 256 or anything, it's just addictive, right? You're, like, just one ghost. And then if you do it too long... ghosts change back and it's like that that pushing that point so it's very similar to that when you eat the fruit it basically refreshes the maze so it repopulates sometimes when you start the whole thing isn't populated with with dots so and when you die you just end your game it's one life so it's not like multiple lives and you end it but it is fun but it seems less exciting pac-man was one screen Right. Fruit and it just got faster and their patterns, essentially this stayed the same. I didn't watch the patterns of the ghost to see if they changed much at all. Um, it would have been better if it was mixed Pac-Man because Miss Pac-Man added more variety, different, uh, you know, uh, tunnels across the board. And it's it's considered a superior game um maybe maybe pac-man will die so that miss pac-man can live Ooh, that's maybe she's next you know yeah. you get the the the, the step comes in marries yeah. luigi i don't know or Wario. you're starting know. some weird fanfic stuff that i'm not sure we want to dive into. You, you know it's the early days of pac-man you know you talk about cartoons you know the pac-man cartoon back in the day oh that was a weird one who knew but yeah, yeah. i mean it's free I don't know how long this will last. They didn't mention, like, Tetris 99's still going on. Pac-Man 99 could go on forever, too. It just does not seem like this is capturing anyone's attention, though. So, I I mean, Tetris is ephemeral. I mean, it's 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 for everyone. It's it's part of Nintendo's heritage. Pac-Man is less than that. So mm-hmm. I think this will probably get replaced by something else.
1: Yeah, we're definitely going to see uh, Waluigi plus Galaga Battle Royale coming
0: real soon to a Switch near you. Yeah, I mean, people have thought, you know, because it's the, what, the, the the 35th anniversary of Zelda this year, people thought maybe they would do something with Link and do something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that easy to do because it's not just one level, it's it moves mm-hmm. in a map, but maybe you could do a screen, and you just stay on that screen, you get more, I don't know, maybe it's a dungeon. Yeah, yeah. a dungeon yeah. royale or something. Yeah, that's, yeah, so weird. Yeah. So weird. We just, you yeah, never we know what just, Nintendo's going to do, though. No, and, you know, the good news is they are going to be at E3 this year, Mark. So we at least will yeah. know that we'll hear from them in about five weeks. And I'm excited for that because uh, it's it's been a weird two years. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to have people back at E3. Speaking of Nintendo, because
1: I've been playing new Pokemon Snap. Oh, that's
0: and... right. You had another game. I almost, like, forgot about the the uh, photo mode game.
1: Oh, no. I, I slapped you with my... my... Pokemon Rage, uh, if you skipped over this game, because it's freaking delightful. And I'm not a huge fan of the first Pokemon Snap, so don't be calling me a fanboy, because I just didn't get that game back in the day on the N64. But for this one, my wife was super interested, because she's been playing like her first mainline Pokemon. I I got her Pokemon Sword a few weeks ago. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really, really fun. I've been going through and really discovering... Uh, what the mechanics are in a Pokemon Snap game, and a lot of people, I uh, think Todd, you included, have been just saying, like, it's a glorified photo mode for $90. Why? Uh, but it's, it's so much more than that, and there's so much little strategy to it of, like, if I do this at this time, and do this, and that this Pokemon will come out at a certain time, and I, I found, like, a few of those as you continue on, you unlock more and more kind of runs through things and each run you do something new happens and uh you know the first run you do it's like oh those are some like weirdly burnt fruit over in that corner of this trail like why is that there and then as you progress you kind of start to figure out like well maybe if i throw this over there at this time but like that took a ton of runs to figure out and finally get the little Pokemon who came down. I thought it was going to be a fire type. It was an electric type. I'm not going to spoil who it is, but, um, and it's a
0: spoilers Mark.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're playing like a story mode, trying to find that, um, well, there, there is kind of a story and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just really like from like for the gameplay kind of thing. There, there is a story and you're, you're trying to help like do this research kind of thing. And it's kind of a nice change of pace. Because when you think about it at the core, um, Pokemon games are about forcing tiny animals to battle each other. And it feels weird that you're playing as a 10-year-old who leaves their house to go and battle people unsupervised with deadly animals that can breathe fire that you captured in the wild and keep in a ball. It's friggin' weird. So this one, I kind of like <laughs> that, like, you know, from an animal cruelty standpoint, you're just kind of being like, cool, you're out in nature. I'm going to snap a photograph of you and and leave you in peace. That's a neat angle, even though I love the mainline Pokemon games and I won't stop playing them. Um, but, like, <laughs> come at me, PETA. Uh, anyway, like, I, I don't know. Like, there's something about this game that it, I'm really, really digging. And I love being able to upload my photos and be like... You know, I really got this funny picture of Magikarp and he looked so friggin derpy. And I was like, this one's going up right away. This (laughs) one's going up on my wall. And that's the kind of thing that if I had that printer, I'd be like printing off a a derpy picture of Magikarp and using that as a postcard. And Todd would get like a derpy Magikarp postcard that'd be like, hey, Todd, what's up? And that'd be it. And it just (laughs) like the stupidest picture of Magikarp. The most expensive postcard in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'd have these plastered all over my house of just like stupid little pictures of like whatever a bidouf uh, building a dam because they're just derpy little beavers. So I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. I did not like. I said I will reiterate. I did not like the first game. I played it. I was just like, this is stupid and pointless. Don't get it. This one, a hundred percent reels me. Like I burnt out my switch battery last night playing this stupid game while we were watching stuff on like Netflix or whatever. And I just, I'm, I'm hopelessly addicted to
0: taking pictures of these dumb little creatures. It's amazing. Someone had pitched. This is almost like a Disney ride. Yeah. And you're like on a, you know, it's a small world or something like that where you're on a ra- on rails, amusement park but you can take photos you kind of interact with the environment to get uh things you can you can basically impact the environment to get photos of pokemon there's some uh some i guess you'd say some randomness to that that allows you to do certain things and i would take myself out of this mark because <laughs> I, I i realize there's something to this that is just not for me but i can see where people that are like Where there's something for the whole family involved, especially with, you know, Finn when he gets of age and he could play around with this could be his first Pokemon game because it's really not reading. He was
1: watching me play because it's so big and bright Mm -hmm. and colorful. He was kind of watching me like he he he'll kind of watch cartoons or something that we put on and like uh so like over the weekend i was you know we were sitting down and and he was sitting on my lap and we were watching the lion guard on disney plus and it was just the colors and music and everything was really grabbing his attention uh he's loved like dug on plugs on dis or uh, apple tv plus uh for the same kind of reasons the song in that show are banging you should listen to it it's great <laughs> um but like you know this so this game captured him in the same way of like oh i like that and he really loves animals any kind of videos or like playing with Stella and stuff um he just loves animals so I think it was that combination of big bright animals that he was like that dumb looking beaver is jumping around on their screen like do you oh you just threw
0: an apple at it what's it going to do and it was like that it, it yeah, know? So
1: something's already capturing him it's it's
0: fun yeah and um it does make me think that the fact that the switch doesn't have a camera which is just odd, considering the way you did, the the DS units did, and the opportunity to do AR stuff like Pokemon Go. It just makes you think this could have gone a different direction, and they they went to, they kind of went backwards to the N64 version where you could go to Blockbuster and print out your photos. It's just so weird. It's just Nintendo is like I said, Mark. They they tend to put. The appropriate amount of resources to maximize their you know profits, and this is a way to do it. Pokemon is the number one franchise like ever in history, yet they probably have one of the smallest budgets in their games, which is just amazing. You know mm-hmm. they can make money at build the bear and, and and giving out i mean scalping on Pokemon cards for McDonald's. Mm-hmm. It's just insane, yeah, so you know maybe if Finn's a good boy, I will give him my McDonald's Pokemon cards I got because. Although my cat chewed one of them, so sorry. That's funny, because I, I, I did get
1: a set of those uh, okay, cards. Okay, good. The one, the one that Finn picked out was the, the Fire Kitten, uh, Litten. Aww. Uh, one of the starters, and, and he was holding that. I'll, I'll send you a picture later. He was very
0: excited about his first Pokemon. You could have uh, given me a chance to name the Pokemon, Mark, and I would have come up with something good.
1: Oh, shoot. Okay, what does Litten turn into? It's a Fire Cat. What's he turn into? What's his final evolution? Let's I may know this one talk. just because I play Smash
0: bros and oh, right. logan do. has okay. killed me with him uh what is it Infernacat or whatever
1: his name is you know what that's even better i'm gonna leave it it's incineroar uh but infernicat was so much better than i thought you'd come up with uh i've been killed by that damn pokemon Pok- a million
0: times in smash bros so yeah not fun <laughs> uh
1: anyway yeah pokemon snap new pokemon snap is uh better than i expected i don't know i like i said my my wife was interested i kind of said like you know what, cool, if you're interested, we're in a two-week lockdown, let's do something, I'm going to give it a go, and uh, frig it, why not? Um, And it's it's good, man. It it came to the point on the weekend where she wanted to play it, and I wanted to play it, and I was like, am I actually going to drop 90 bucks on a second copy of this dumb game? And that's when I started playing xCloud stuff.
0: There you go. yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so that was very useful. Thanks, XCloud, because you saved me ninety dollars on two versions of Pokemon freaking Snap. But uh, it's a, it's it's good, man. If if any of it, like watch videos, if, if it's such a weird kind of thing, I didn't think I'd dig it, but I, I really do.
0: Yeah, I think people expected me to love this game and you'd hate it, Mark. So you know, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> perceptions, you know, are everything. Yeah. So uh, I think it's time now for the games we've been playing to some play a game of news. And this episode, uh, once again, we're going to try to basically have one news story. And understand what that does to the world of gaming. So, Mark, you actually picked this up. We had a couple different topics, and you're like, hmm, Todd, let's pivot, let's do this. So you, you pitched the story. Yeah, this one
1: came out literally this morning, or this afternoon, I think, and uh, and really changed our plans. So this is how, how quick we can be. <laughs> In in this podcast, we had a whole other topic ready to go. And I think we'll probably save that one for last time because it it is kind of a good evergreen sort of topic. But uh, this one where it was such recent news and such a surprise after the news we've had and the rumors that we've had for weeks. So for anyone that missed it so far, uh, we've got an announcement that PlayStation and Sony uh, just announced a partnership with Discord. Uh, So announcing this is from the the SIE, Sony Interactive Entertainment blog. Uh, So announcing PlayStation's new partnership with Discord, Uh, the popular communication service will integrate with your social experience on PlayStation beginning early next year. So directly from Jim Ryan, the president and CEO, this like whole you get this I'm not gonna read the whole press briefing but basically uh, they've made a minor investment as part of discord's series H investment round uh, they've been in talks with people there uh, they love that they share a similar passion for games and experiences and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they're looking forward to bringing discord in with the playstation brand and all that kind of stuff allowing friends groups and communities to hang out have fun and communicate more easily while playing games together so it sounds like sony's gonna give at least give you an option to voice chat and chat with your friends while you're playing playstation as an alternate or maybe a replacement fully to playstation voice chat which is wild. And that's kind of what we thought with Xbox, you know, Xbox for the last few weeks, months, whatever was rumored to buy discord. They were in talks, $10 billion. And discord said, nah, thanks. We're good, bro. We're going to stick independent. And everyone just kind of thought like, all right, well, they're going to go off and do their own thing. And then like literally a week after they announced that they're like, Hey, PlayStation, what's up? So big shocks all around. What was your first
0: reaction to, to hearing this news? Well, It was surprising, but after hearing – I actually heard a story in NPR about Discord, Mark. I really did not understand beyond my familiarity with how it impacts the world of gaming and communities and and communication Mm -hmm. um, because I'm part of a couple Discord communities. I think you are too, Um, the way it brings people together, whether you're just – texting each other talking about stories having groups uh it has voice chat has um limited video does that video chat i've never used it if it does i think so yeah but it's it's, yeah different and we've even talked about could we use it for podcasting so we've we this this has just definitely come leaps and bounds in i say the last five to ten years i'm not even sure when this launched but it's but i didn't realize this had such an impact on the world of education And just even other groups using this, like in education, tutoring, online tutoring discord is huge. They have 140, 140 million members and people think, well, that's all gaming, right? No, it's not. It's it's a it's a part of it, but it's it's not all inclusive with gaming. So this is something where they felt like and they they definitely it's definitely kind of a democratic type of experience where they don't have overarching Uh, moderation and things. They let their communities kind of create the standard and Mm -hmm. deal with that, which is kind of nice. And so that made me think when I thought of this, I'm like, this makes perfect sense because they could either get bought out by Microsoft for $10 billion where Microsoft already has Teams and Skype and different other ways of of communicating and and, and having those type of programs and potentially be, say, assimilated in a way in in one of the biggest companies in the world. Or... They could create an IPO, chart their own path, make more than $10 billion potentially, and then yeah. get invested by third parties like Sony and continue to do what they want to do. And they potentially could diversify and say, this is Discord for education. This is Discord for gaming. This is Discord for you know small business or whatever, mm-hmm. like Slack plays in that, that spot too. So I think this is a scenario where this is a good thing. People are all in on the Microsoft train right now, but Microsoft is only as good as the people that are running it at the time, and it could change. Mm-hmm. And Discord can now chart its own future and do whatever we want and be independent. It can partner w- with whoever want. I always thought Discord, the app, would be perfect with Nintendo. It would be something Nintendo would do, right? Yeah. Because they could stay independent, offer something with somebody that's good at something, or they don't have to be great at it. They can just offer it. And yeah. it can, and this allows them to still do that. It allows PlayStation, where they've struggled at services, communication, those type of party chats and things like that, um, to get better and incorporate the communities you're already in on PlayStation. I mean, I think you've seen that where people are like, oh, I'm on, I'm on Xbox right now, but I'm using, we're ta- chatting through Discord rather than an Xbox party. You yeah. and I. We'd struggled to play, you know, to do party chat on Xbox with this. But if we did Discord, it's wherever you're at. You bring Discord with you. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, and it's just I think this is pretty cool. It's it's nice to see a company not change but adapt and evolve in a way that's positive, that keeps them on their path mm-hmm. and continues to be the company they are. I mean, we've seen Twitch grow. We've seen – but they got absorbed by Amazon, right? And so it's kind of weird to see someone independent uh, flourish Absolutely.
1: So you, you mentioned before, uh, you you know, a lot of people thought, yeah, a Discord app on on Nintendo Switch would be a great way for Nintendo to just say, you know what, voice chat's out of our hands. it's We're doing Discord, we're having a partnership with them. Do you think this still opens the door? I mean, obviously, you know, if they're staying independent, they can do what they want to, but do you think that we will see an Xbox implementation, and maybe even a Switch implementation. So, you know, Discord kind of becomes the de facto standard for voice chat, for groups, for, you know, those kind of social interactions where Nintendo can kind of wipe their hands clean and say, you know what, we're not running it. If you feel like your child can sign up for Discord, great. If not, the parental control app is there cool stuff Xbox same kind of thing you know we would have loved for them to be part of the Xbox ecosystem the Xbox team but you know we're going to jump on here and do the same kind of implementation that PlayStation is going to do to me that would be great because there's so many cross-platform cross-generational games and that kind of stuff now that for one centralized voice chat party chat group kind of discussion for that to happen where i don't have to have an airpod in one ear and my headphones in another ear like one thing hooked up to my phone the other hooked up to my xbox or my switch you know is this what's going to solve that problem and have everything integrated into one system do you you think that's where we're heading down or do you think this is another one of those things where sony's going to be like No, no no we invested we're getting the sony exclusive for a year or whatever
0: I'm going to guess that Discord didn't take those dollars to be limited. I think they took those dollars to um, show a sign of faith that Sony is excited where they're going and can help them improve something they've been lacking against. And I would hate to see Discord uh be compromised because somebody's just like if microsoft bought them up and they were like basically nope you can't play with them not nicely or <laughs> or if you're going to be a discord it's going to be better on ours versus someone else's i would love to see everybody be able to implement this because then you're not limited by uh, oh i i like it because it's this way this way i mean but if you're you're with your discord friends they travel with you regardless of what you're doing we've always said it's nice to be in a party talking with your friends and saying hey i'm gonna play splatoon want to join me great exactly. join me I, I don't care to talk to the people i'm playing against i want to keep talking to my friends And yeah. if somebody <laughs> wants to play with me we can talk about the game we're playing but i can still have chats mm-hmm. and say hey do you want to come and join me that's mm-hmm. where i thought nintendo would go eventually but they just have struggled to do that i mean we've seen like great chat with monster hunter rise and they incorporate or Fortnite integrates voice chat locally but nintendo still says you need an app which is i would say hardly supported um Sony struggled, and sometimes it works, it doesn't. Xbox, I would say, is the best at it, but even they don't always get it right sometimes. I know when Xbox One launched, they kind of completely changed the way communication happened. So um, having something like this that I think people are comfortable with, Mm. uh, travels with their, their tribe, you would say, in a way, and you can grow that tribe and get people interested in it, and you can always travel together, it's one less barrier to... I can't communicate with people. It's causing issues. We're, we're stuck three hours in and we haven't even played a game because we can't figure out our damn headsets. You know, That's I think it. this is great. Yeah.
1: And, and I mean, it could even work for things. I mean, we were talking about xCloud. So what's stopping you? I, I wonder on a technical standpoint, maybe it's taking up too much of a phone's memory or something. But, uh, you know, could you play something on xCloud while doing voice chat on Discord? I'd love to try that. I think
0: so, because I think maybe we should jump
1: into that and test that for before the next uh, the next episode and, and, you know, try running like having your headphones hooked up to an iPad or a phone and running discord in the background, just like a phone call and then running xCloud over the top of that and seeing if that kind of works. Right. Like those kind of possibilities are very exciting as well, because, you know, we're as, as we're moving I don't want to say moving away from the console space, but we're opening up more doors than just being stuck on a console. Uh, You know, is, is that like a cool possibility as well? So yeah, this is really exciting and I hope that it, it opens up and
0: I hope that, you know, other companies are like, yeah, no, sure. Put discord on everything. Let's go. Yeah, it's interesting how these companies are acting. Like Microsoft just I want to buy it or I don't want to be involved in it, which I, I hope they don't do. We don't know yet if they want to play that way. Uh Nintendo, I mean, Sony's invested in Epic. Uh you've seen that with 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 their yeah. investment in that software and, and and being involved with it. Um we haven't really seen Nintendo do much investment. Tencent was I mean, they had a uh, they did some investment with a a mobile company, I can't remember what it was called, to do some of their mobile stuff, and that just has uh, not DNA. been. Yeah, and I don't know how successful that really has been. Um, Yeah, we haven't seen like great chat. We haven't seen great performance. Some of their mobile apps have been okay. I think you know, as much as people hate Mario Kart, it's still around. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the most successful one they've got is obviously Pokemon Go, which is through. um, uh, Oh God, is it Niantic? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. So it's 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 a very interesting situation. But I would love to see everybody come to the party and say, this is the best way to. hang out with your friends and play games because on PC Discord's big as well. So absolutely it's just, it just let's, let's see more of these things happen and let's make our, the barriers just to be able to stay with your friends, just drop them and let's just have fun playing games.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd love to see that. I I hope, uh, I hope the same thing. I hope this just kind of opens it up and, uh, and just keeps moving in a, a good direction for everyone rather than uh, some sort of weird little pissing contest to see, Who's first and who owns what and all that kind of stuff. I I, I like that, that Discord pulled that card and said, look, we're just going to stay and do what we think is right rather than being absorbed by someone bigger. So, uh, you know, Sony being the first to jump on and congratulate them, good on Sony. That's a great move. And uh, I hope the rest can be just as smart.
0: Yeah, and it's it's really becoming – this this generation, as we've seen it, Mark, it seems like once you think somebody's like going to make a big mistake – they recover, and they do something unexpected. Nobody saw this happening with Sony. And it's like, okay, what's next? What's Xbox going to do? What's their next move? You know, what's what are they going to do that just upends the Apple cart to say, this is how we're going to change gaming? And then Nintendo is the one that's the wild card, right? Is it? Are they just going to stick to their guns and say, here's Pokemon Snap. It's not the biggest change in the world, but it'll sell a billion copies. Yeah. Yeah, so sure. it's almost like yeah it's so it's like nintendo gonna sit on their laurels and do the little little amount of work because they're very successful and they can just sell copies so i hope we get really um adventurous nintendo but we only get that typically mark when we see them struggle which is just a shame
1: i read something today that someone said you know there's no reason for nintendo to change the switch because it's still selling super well uh and someone and i wish i could give these people credit because it was on Twitter and it was a good conversation. And I I really can't remember who it was. And it was this morning I was tired. I was just kind of flipping through Twitter just, uh, but I do remember this conversation. So if you're listening and this is you, I am sorry, uh, slap me. Um, but it it was something along the lines of, of switch is still selling. Why would they need a revision? Why would they need to change anything that they're doing? And someone brought up the fact that this, the, the, we, was selling like hotcakes until it wasn't, and Nintendo rested on that and didn't see it coming, didn't see the drop. They they sat on SD just like the Switch is is sitting on just standard HD rather than move you know pushing 4K anything like that. And they said like we we could be not to say that we definitely will, but there there's a potential there for people to say. Oh man, an Xbox Series S is is super powerful and and relatively co- you know cost efficient. If the price of the newer consoles comes down at all, and Nintendo's still sticking to their price that they've had for the past four years, you know people are going to start. And then with streaming stuff, you know if that's good, then that that's your option on the go. So you have TV and on the go. Where does Switch fit in? And you know if their exclusives are starting to drop, we're you know we're not. Seeing their their top tier franchises anymore as as much like what's the big fall game this year a weird Pokemon spinoff doubtful that we'll see Breath of the Wild two you know like there's a possibility that we see another Wii happen and is Nintendo going to be ready to pivot this time or are we going to have another Wii U on our hands or some sort of weird scramble in between kind of thing I really hope that they're ready to go with a Switch Pro. And they're just waiting for the right time to launch that. But at the same time, it is kind of worrisome. It's like, oh, man, yeah, history could repeat itself where this is like the Wii all over again, where it's like, you know, we're on top until we're really, really not on top. So it's it's interesting what kind of Nintendo we'll see over the next few years. And it, are, are they resting on their laurels or are they ready to pivot? Are they just you know, crouching tigers right now. And, uh, they've got a hidden dragon somewhere
0: kind of waiting to unleash. And I'll just say one more thing. Their new CEO, he has said some interesting things that are not very Nintendo. Like he has said that failure is guaranteed unless you take action. That is that's not what Nintendo typically does. Yes. And that's good <laughs> because he is not part of the Nintendo family. He's been part of the. He's not a developer. He's not a, like a Wado at all, and he's not part of the 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 um the the, the family that created mm-hmm. Nintendo. So he has a chance to potentially mold Nintendo and get them ready to say, "You don't wait until you're failing. You innovate before." Yep. Because it's, it's very yeah. hard to work your way up, but it's great to pivot and do something different. Kind of like Apple did with the iMac. Here's the iPod. Here's yep. the iPhone. I was just gonna say it's
1: very Here's Apple. Apple. Uh, yeah. the you know, I, I think it was Steve Jobs who basically said, you know, when they were releasing the first iPad, it was like, Well, do you think this is gonna be cutting into your your MacBook sales? And he said, like, Well, maybe, but I'd rather us cutting into our sales than someone else. You know, like, I'd rather that, like, you know, as long as it's still in the company, as long as we're the one that are cutting into our own sales, and it's not Amazon with a fire tablet, then who cares, because tablets are going to come out anyway, someone's going to do this. So uh, better us than someone else. And I think Nintendo has to look at it the same way and say, like, okay, who's cutting into our profits? And how can we be the person that cuts that instead? Uh, so it, it's it's going to be an interesting couple of years, but I hope they can. They- Take advantage of stuff like like Discord and 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 pivot that kind of way. And someone found like uh, there's a Bluetooth uh, s- Bluetooth enabled or something like that. Yeah,
0: like a driver, right? Uh, the think most that's
1: recent thing. Yeah, yeah. The Bluetooth drivers or something. The most recent firmware update for the Switch, which wasn't there before. So that's kind of leading people to say, well, maybe they're opening it up for headphones, which would open up a whole new Accessory pool, a whole new way to do voice chat. So there might be some stuff happening in the background that that they're laying laying the pieces down that that we're gonna get
0: to see this puzzle real soon. Absolutely, and I think some moves are gonna be made. We're lots of rumblings in Japan about potential acquisitions of certain Japanese uh, partners. You know, Nintendo could come out of the blue and buy Sega next week or Capcom, and that would just be that would just blow everyone's minds because Monster Hunter Rise is on fire mm. and why not wrap that up and say if you want monster hunter you need a nintendo system so there you go folks uh i i just let us know what you think about all of these changes in the world of uh, the game systems we have and where do you want them to go because i think it's really cool to see what we're seeing happening in the technology space mm-hmm well, that is it for the news segment. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that ride through the world of Discord and communications. But now we're going to have a new bonus round. This is a game. And we had Poke Todd, but we figured we would pivot a little bit, have a new game. It's called Game Marketing. See what I did there, folks? I'm trying to be funny. But the, the premise is Mark is given a random character, genre, setting, or mechanic. And must and must pitch the game to publisher Ubitod. <laughs> so, so Mark uh, has decided he wants all of the categories, but he Got will it. be selecting one of them randomly, and I will give them each. So basically, once I give these to you, Mark, I will let you know what they are. So setting is the first category. Uh, category, you can pick 1 through 10. So 1 through 10, oh, pick 1, Mark. Touch. Okay. Uh let's start off with 4. So 4 is called the setting is Steampunk Lane. Steampunk <laughs> Lane. Okay, you got right. that. Yep. All right, I'm going to mark this in the document so I can keep track. Uh genre. 1 through 12. Uh 11. Eleven. Real time strategy. Oh God. You could pick again if you want. No. Gonna go with it. Okay. I'm You're sticking, good man, Mark. I'm sticking with. Yep. Okay. Mechanic one through twelve. Uh, one. Cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Watch. Hey, okay, name. Okay. Name of the character you will be playing as one yes. through ten? Uh, five. Five. Jaden Butterbeer. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, let me break this down for you. So your name right. is Jaden Butterbeer. Yeah. You're in a real time strategy in Steampunk yeah. Lane. And your mechanic is cooking. So you've got to sell this idea to me. Give right. me as much details or way you can give some panache to this idea.
1: Okay. I, uh, all right. So dear, dear Yubitad, I'm going to decide the fate of my game here. I'm definitely not vamping because I'm trying to come up with how the hell this is going to work. Uh, so, picture this. Jaden Butterbeer. It's post-apocalyptic. The world is divided into different segments, different sections. Some of them are kind of newer class, higher class, very fancy. Some of them basically just underground mole people. But Jaden Butterbeer grew up on steamp- steampunk lane. Some of the best steampunk mechanics, they take what's old, they make it new, they make it fancy, they make it cool. And no one's better at that than Jaden Butterbeer. But Jaden, he also has a passion. A passion for cooking. And he uses that to travel across this great land. And he does so very freaking slowly in a real-time strategy, <laughs> one square at a time. But sometimes he comes across creatures, mutated freaks from, the obviously, the, the apocalyptic fallout, and, and just some ne'er-do-wells that are like... We need your secret butterbeer recipe that your family was named after, and Jaden's like, "Cook you for it," and that's his his catchphrase. I'll cook you for it. Cook you for it. Nice. And they have a real time golf uh, in the the wasteland um, where he has to. They have to. They they do a cook off, and whoever makes the best thing, and uh, and there's a judge. Who follows him around? Uh, he's a little robot, but he has taste buds, and uh, he follows Jaden around, and he tries everything. So if you can, if you can please Tasty McTastebot,
0: <laughs> he has taste bots. Taste bots,
1: yeah. If you can, if Tasty McTastebot. Uh, if you can please him, then you win that battle. So, uh, you know, and, and and Tasty, he'll throw <laughs> some things at you. Like, this one needs to be salty. This one needs to be sweet. I really want some umami in this next dish. So you, that's how you get bonus points, and that's how you really try to win it over. But uh, basically, you know, you just have to stop the punk asses from getting your butterbeer recipe that your family has held for generations through the apocalypse. And uh, and you need to get Jaden from Steampunk Lane to a brighter and better tomorrow. And that is, uh, I'm going to call this game Steampunk Lane. Because you can't get better than that, and my brain's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this kind of seemed like almost like an iron chef. You this 100,
1: like yeah. Right? No, that's that's exactly how Tasty Mc Tastebot or whatever I said his name was. Um, that's how he he does it. He's like ready, look
0: Ali cuisine, and he eats
1: uh, a, a pepper. <laughs> they like, that. See, one of his weird things is he eats onions big mutated onions just mm-hmm. raw it's weird but you know what that's just how it was programmed
0: so i thought you were gonna go down the road like you get like mutated cannibal meat that you have to use because <laughs> <you're laughs> oh, sometimes the- yeah okay sometimes okay.
1: Okay. you never know you gotta cook with what's around you you know or what you've picked up along the way you never know when the next battle's coming so if you have to pick up a, a cyber skunk that you found on the side of the road I mean you gotta make that work, you know? So I like this mark. That's I like how you this. Make a routine.
0: I, I like your idea. Um I, I think that's my, it's got some potential, my right. friend. Okay. Um the the, the the mechanics, the story, it's very compelling. Um, might want to tweak a couple of things like ultimately what's the ultimate goal. Um, the, the backstory on the butter beer, I think you go in <laughs> more in depth than that. Um, I, I don't you know. Well, <laughs> there, there you go. I think those are all the mechanics you could bring in and really, man, I can just see like, you, there's a yeah.
1: deeper story there, but I don't want to, it'd be like, you know, diving too hard into, oh. uh, how Ezio's family dies or something. You just, you can't
0: give away the whole, uh, game this is you know that's how you create a franchise right mark exactly you don't give it away see you see this you're you're a smart man you're you're a very strong developer this is game one in the butterbeer chronicles
1: i like that so i mean this is just steampunk lane a butterbeer chronicles story Ooh. there's many more There could be Butterbeer siblings, parents. 100%. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very Assassin's Creed-like. You're going to go through the whole lineage of the Butterbeer family, and eventually, you know, you don't know where you're going to end up. It could be you're playing for the opposite team, and you're not even really doing a Butterbeer quest at all. You're
0: just a weird Viking, but it's still fun. Well, you know at UB Todd, we like franchises. We like to stretch what a franchise can do what it can deliver I, i'm sure you've got some ideas on dlc content you know oh, special, special recipes that you potentially could get like you know uh you know that, that like your your this recipe book is you know it would take you 12 hours to to, to battle to get it but you know a couple of, like you know uh schmickens which i think we could make could be our <laughs> our content mark could, well, could I, be how you get people yeah we're
1: gonna, the special edition comes with actual butterbeer just comes with a keg if you can oh, carry nice. it at store you get to keep take it
0: home i love this it's a I big it. keg this is what we're talking about this is how you make a a, a, a an idea into a business so exactly. mark we're hiring you yeah get your staff together we Done. are giving you a budget of uh ten dollars let's <laughs> make <sweet>. it happen
1: <laughs> oh man what am i gonna do
0: with all those leftover monies i know i know well folks mark did well i think so mark uh <laughs> mark game marketing a successful episode if you want to see more maybe you know we'll bring on other people and see if they can play the game as well as mark i've got all these categories ready to go i mean they're, they are gold mark gold i love it i love it i don't yes. think you're gonna get any
1: better than steam plane and the butterbeer chronicles so now, let's try I,
0: to talk i will say though this head. uh resonance to a game called Battle Chef Brigade. Oh, man, I wasn't even thinking about that. But it wasn't real-time strategy. It was more like an right. RPG you fought to get your ingredients. In Yours is a little bit different, so I like that. Yeah. So there you go. Right. I gotta Excellent. make it my own. Absolutely. You succeeded, Mark. You are funded. You are ready to become a developer extraordinaire. I will. All right. Well, that is it for the episode of co-op mode. So, Mark, tell people they can find us well as i mentioned
1: before you can follow us at Seeker friends you or at the underscore canardian or at t i'll let you figure out who's who but the main page for all of our shows on twitter is at Seeker friends you so that's where you can find everything the uh this show Seeker friends unite proper podcast uh holocron chronicles and code 47 you can also find all of those shows and subscribe on youtube and rate us and subscribe on podcast services around the globe uh we also have shirts and other merch over at our t public store so just search secret friends unite on t public and help us out over that way too and rep some sweet sweet merch there's a sale going on right now right charlie uh tweeted about that today i think there's a sale going on there's a couple of sales this month which is which is awesome so if you want a little discount on some sweet sweet merch um Now's the time to do it, because because uh, that's you know it's always good to get stuff for uh, for less.
0: Yeah, it's the best way to support our show. It funds what we do. If you have ideas on like what type of merch you would like to see, different uh, logos, different things like that, we're working on some changes in the future of logos. We will have for the mm-hmm. for the for the Secret Friends Network. So let I us know what wait. you would like to see. Hot pants are on the table, Mark. Hot pants. Hot pants. Uh, every pair of pants he wears hot Todd, because you're great i'm i'm blushing at this point (laughs) we could also have baby apparel some bibs
1: (laughs) adult bibs you know i have a penchant for
0: drooling um so there we go yep absolutely well thank you for joining us on this adventure of gaming we hope you enjoyed it and remember folks it's always better to game together
1: years ago, a man's fantasy became reality in a form never seen before, Kitchen Stadium,
0: a giant cooking arena.
1: The motivation for spending this fortune to create Kitchen Stadium was to encounter new original cuisines, which could be called true artistic creations. I want a cuisine! To realize his dream, he secretly started choosing the top chefs of various styles of cooking, and he named his men The Iron Chefs, the invincible men of culinary skills. The heat will be on.